Should women be allowed to vote? And before the crazed and righteous indignation and drool starts to evacuate your mouths, rolling over your lip ring in rage, I'm talking to you feminists and allies. This is number two in the Contrarian Query series, where I ask you, the viewer, to vote for your answer in the poll provided and leave your thoughts in the comments section below. And, as always, I will be laying out several different positions on that question. So now, let that settle into your mind and this question. Why should we have universal suffrage for all women, and even all men for that matter? Why is it a right for people that don't pay taxes, own no land or businesses, and have not served their country in any capacity, be allowed to vote? How about those that exist intergenerationally on government handouts, which we can see in countries like the US, the UK, Canada, among others, and why should these people have the right to vote? While not having voting rights when it was passed, along with Protestants, people with long ancestry in the US, as well as the bootleggers and organized criminals, women were prone to support national prohibition for social and familial reasons, and was perhaps one of the first issues women became very invested in after the passage of the 19th Amendment. But the addition of women to the voting rolls was just another step in the long process of universal enfranchisement in the United States. Going back a little further, the United States Constitution did not originally define who was eligible to vote, allowing each state to determine their own set of requirements. In the early history of the United States, most states allowed only white male adult property owners to vote. Also, freed slaves could vote in four separate states. The reason for this is that they believed that one had to have a stake in the country. Voting is an exercise of power over others, the most extreme form of which is when a nation settles its internal as well as external political conflicts by other means, that being violence. Women are not, nor have they ever been, press-ganged into national service that endangers their lives. In other words, they've never been drafted for military service. Yes, they can serve in other positions within a nation's military in the modern world, but the draft is not for clerical or managerial positions, but in fact for cannon fodder. Men throughout history, and to this day in many countries including the United States, are required to sign up for selective service which is to be collected up en masse as a group and sacrificed from time to time for the diktats of the political class, a political class that derives its power from the ballot box. That is, should women who will never be called on to give their lives for their country have the right via the vote to compel others to give up their lives should the time arise? Also, 
government spending exploded at exactly the moment women's suffrage occurred. Are the two things related? Many modern researchers and feminists ardently say no, that this is only a coincidence and posit a number of other explanations for why the government size exploded and spending took off at precisely the moment gained the right to vote. It's not like women in general tend to vote for parties that promise ever-increasing entitlements. Oops, no, wait. If you look at this electoral map of the United States, if only women could vote, versus this map, if only men could vote, there's a clear indication that women, throughout the Western world at least, are more than ready and do vote for policies that appropriate money from men and then redistribute it to women in order to insulate them from the possibility of poverty, more to the point when attempting to triage poor life decisions, especially the choice of partner and who to have children with. When looking at this, is it then any wonder that the rapid rise in fatherless homes coincides with the massive enlargement of government? The last of many possible reasons that women should not vote can be summed up by looking at the theory developed by Simon Baron Cohen which I will look at in detail in the near future, and his contention that male brains are biased for the systematic, while the female brain is biased toward the empathetic. In layman's terms, men are better at systematizing and women are better at empathizing. To see this, look no further than the We Can Do This crowd in Europe, made up of mostly women, but also their ironic beard-wearing allies against misogyny, who have given no thought to outcomes that will be faced by all of society as a result of their need for group approval and their desire to publicly signal their virtue as good and empathetic people. Case in point, current year, we have some cold and crying people, so screw borders and laws and shit. These feminine values, empathy, sharing, caring, inclusion, are basically the only buzzwords even used by the political class in the current year. Things like sacrifice, responsibility, duty are all but absent. Should a group of people that are, in general, less prone to reason, logic, and universally known as lacking cool temperaments be allowed to cast votes that will have serious and long-lasting repercussions on society? Now, the opposite view that yes, of course, women should be allowed to vote can generally be articulated as such. We are no longer cavemen. You go, girl. You can do anything a man can do and better. Women work and pay taxes. It's only fair as it is the current year. We have to be equal. Everything must be equal, even if that equality must be enforced. If there are any other reasons that you can think of, please leave them in the comments below. Now, I'm not advocating for either position. This is the contrarian query number two, and I'm interested in starting a unique dialogue. In fact, the conversation does not need to even be two-dimensional black and white. There's almost always a third way. In the book later made into the movie Starship Troopers, voting is described as thus. When you vote, you are exercising political authority. You're using force. And force, my friends, is violence, the supreme authority from which all other authorities are derived. Perhaps using this as a cue, citizenship should be earned rather than just bestowed when one reaches a certain age, perhaps through merit, perhaps through duty, perhaps through another way. Again, don't forget the poll and leave me your thoughts in the comments section below.
Thanks. If you like this video, please consider subscribing. Also, if you've got ideas for number three of the Contrarian Query series, please leave them as well in the comment section below. Thanks and see you next time.